Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in my closet recording far, far away from my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. How's quarantine treating you this week? Oh, you know, (laughs) the most exciting thing that happened to me this week is that I discovered a kitchen cabinet I didn't know existed. (laughs) I'm sorry, did it lead to Narnia? (laughs) Yes, I fucked a goat man who fell out of of my cabinet. That's what happens in Narnia. Mazel tov. Yeah, well, basically, I had a kitchen cabinet that I just assumed was full of something, and I randomly opened it out of boredom this week, and there was so much space, and this is what adulthood is. This is what adulthood (laughs) in quarantine is. Truly just finding joy from a kitchen cabinet that I have immediately filled with garbage. So (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) Anyway, how are you? Oh, you know, because of the rain situation, my 80-year-old body is just like, no. So, you know, my joints are achy, but it's all good. Yeah, I want people to understand, and this is basically pointed at the people who ask me to do stuff, you included. (laughs) 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 That the second it is cloudy outside, my body shuts down. Absolutely. The fact that it is raining means nothing will get done. People keep (laughs) asking me to do shit, and it's like, no. (laughs) It's not happening. I'm sorry to disappoint, but it's not, nothing is getting done. Well, it means a lot that you're recording this right now. (laughs) Everybody who is hearing my voice right now should be absolutely honored that I mustered (laughs) up the motivation to sit down in my fucking closet and hit record because this is a Herculean effort (laughs) to put my ass on this ottoman that I have shoved in the corner of my bedroom against a blanketed wall. And I hit record on this goddamn microphone to bring joy joy to people. I hope it's worth it. Anyway, let's get into today's episode. Now that I'm riled up and ready for today's episode, we'll kick things off as always with Worst Things First, where I shout about the most ridiculous worst news of the week. After that, we're diving deep into video calling because we had to replace all human interaction with bad camera angles and I won't have it. 
And finally, we got Savannah DeSarmo on the pod. Savannah is a stand-up comedian, a writer, an actor. And just a heads up, we did record this interview back in February, back when I could complain about commuting to an office. The good old days, you know? So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's zoom, zoom, zoom. Make our calls go boom, boom. And start the freaking show. All right, worst things first. Let's talk about the worst news of the week. First, officials in California attempted to keep residents away from a popular skate park uh, by filling the park with 37 tons of sand. But now they accidentally just turned it into a recreational site for dirt bikers. <laughs> you truly cannot stop the uh, uh, the like extreme sports people. They're like, oh, you, you filled up our skate park. Guess what? We're all dirt bikers now. <laughs> I love the innovation. I also just love that they're like, you know how we're going to keep people away from this? We're just going to take 37 tons of sand and dump it on this park. I know. Couldn't you just like put plywood over it? I don't know how things work, but it just seems like a more simple solution. Yeah, it also doesn't feel like a very temporary solution. Like, how do you get rid of that when it's just like that park is now a sand park now? (laughs) Hey, that could be a cool new thing. I mean, I mean, I guess it already is. Anybody who's been to any beach ever knows that once sand is somewhere, you're not getting it out. If, If my asshole can attest, the sand is there forever. Anyway, yeah, the city attempted to stop people from using this skate park by filling it with sand. And then a bunch of dirt bikers showed up and they were like, great. <laughs> um, so the story quotes people who are like, yeah, the fact that the city put the sand in there to try to social distance everyone. I think it's a big joke. <laughs> OK, well, that's why I hate news stories that quote these dumbasses. It's like you're doing a you're doing a fucking disservice by just repeating nonsense. That's also why they shouldn't be airing the freaking presidential conferences. Am I right? <laughs> OK. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah, we got political. We're not afraid to go there. Yeah, the guy was like, these kids are cooped up inside their houses. They just want to go to the skate park and have some fun. Yeah, we all fucking want to have fun. That is the part where it's like nobody wants what is fucking happening right now. There is the one there's one housewife again, no absolutely no figure that we should be listening to has been quoted. Okay. But one of the housewives was like, When are we going to be allowed? Oh, to you like- mean housewives of Atlanta or like one of those. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. One of the real I housewives. truly thought you just meant like a housewife. And I was like, Wow, Matt, that's <laughs> fucking rude. <laughs> I forget that people like, yeah. That that is not just uh, a Bravo creation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, one of one of the real housewives was like, um, yeah, we all just want to like go to our nail salons and get our hair done. Uh, when when will we be allowed to do like this is unacceptable. And it's like, yo, yeah, w- nobody wants what is happening. Nobody is choosing this. Who is benefiting by keeping you inside for fun? Probably the nail salons and hair. (laughs) This is vacation for them because they don't have to deal with the fucking real housewives. That is one of the things that I regret is not getting a pedicure before this because that was on my docket because I still have my like sad, sad pedicure from my sister's wedding, which was um, in early December. (laughs) Okay, that is... (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't really know how often you should be getting a pedicure or manicure, but um, yeah, December feels like <laughs> that was well before. That <laughs> uh, seems like more of a, a, a you problem than a corona was. problem. <laughs> anyway, yeah, my favorite quote from this story, though, is uh, that I guess some of the skaters showed up to what is now a dirt park or a sand park and the one guy was like as soon as the skaters showed up we got a broom and a shovel and we helped them sweep that thing out get the sand out there so they could do a little social shredding themselves what is this term <laughs> i just i'm not really doing this guy justice because you you can absolutely picture what he looks like and that oh, yeah. is like bleach blonde hair as soon as the skater showed up we got a broom and a shovel and we helped them sweep that thing out get the sand out of there so they could do a little social shredding themselves Perfect. something more like that yeah yeah I yeah i did theater in high school so um you're all so welcome for that emmy winning performance i mean if either of us is a skater it's you I did once stand on a skateboard while being held by my friend and then somehow the skateboard moved and I fell and I have a scar. So, yes, very experienced skater. Wow. I mean, I've I've broken two bones in my life and the one was from a scooter incident. So, OK, a scooter and a skateboard are not the same thing. <laughs> so don't try to equate those experiences. Uh, I'm actually the Tony Hawk of my generation. And that is because <laughs> I have a Razor scooter. <laughs> Next, a new study by uh, Lu Louisiana State University says that the rise of sea levels and, and flooding are making fire ants bigger and meaner. And their nope. bites are going to be a whole lot worse. Mm -mm. I feel like fire ants were uh, among the like scary things you're warned about as a kid. With Because we've talked about this before with like quicksand and you're like, oh, quicksand's everywhere. I feel that way about fire ants, but like they really are a thing. <laughs> For, like, a lot of people. Yeah, it does seem like one of those things that is, like, a myth. And then right? then you realize that they're real. Yeah, it's just because they're not in Chicago, which is our entire world. <laughs> I guess. According to the study, flooding has amped up the already aggressive nature of the red fire ant because it triggers an upgrade in the ant's arsenal, giving them bigger heads for stronger biting and much larger venom sacs to make each bite produce more stinging and swelling. Absolutely not. I don't ever, ever want to hear the term ant arsenal ever again. <laughs> right. Or venom sack. That's what I thought <laughs> yeah. you were going to say. Here's the thing. I feel like all other bad news needs to take a backseat right now. Do we, we don't <laughs> need to hear about this. I know like, okay, climate change is going to kill us all in like 30 years anyway. Let's just, we'll, we'll pick that back up in like six months. Can we just chill with the fucking fire ants? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of forget how terrified I am of bugs until I hear something like this. I mean, I once watched you get so freaked out by a flying bug that you like went completely horizontal <laughs> and then fell to the ground in a whole in a Whole Foods parking lot. Okay, so, well that bug yeah. had like biceps that were bigger than mine. <laughs> that bug was. That bug was... It had an arsenal. Yeah, that bug could legally vote in the state of California. 
He was old enough to vote. He was registered and he had an agenda. And that agenda was to take me out. He was trying to fuck you. It was in West Hollywood. So <laughs> you don't know. You you never know what's going to happen at the Whole Foods in West Hollywood. And finally, to end on a positive note, I guess, shout out to absolute hero, Big Papa. Did you see Big Papa? Oh, I saw Big Papa. Big Papa is the three-year-old English bulldog who became a Twitter sensation um, after his owner tweeted a picture of him looking very, very sad. The tweet was like, um, Big Papa is very sad that he can't get petted by all of the kids in the (laughs) apartment building. And so he just sits on the balcony and looks super sad. And if you look through the Twitter, there are pictures of Big Papa looking very happy. So he is not just a sad looking dog. Big Papa was very sad that he's been in quarantine. Um, His real name is Pop. He's a three-year-old English bulldog who lives in Atlanta, and um, his owner said he really loves playing with the children in his building, but hasn't been able to. Uh, He hasn't been able to see any of his friends because of social distancing. But luckily, everybody on the internet has rallied around Big Papa, so I want to join in on the Big Papa love. Everybody stay strong for Big Papa. If you even think about going outside and listening to the fucking governor of Georgia and going to a hair salon in Atlanta, you better stop because Big Papa cannot stand staying in quarantine any longer than he has to. And I will personally walk to Georgia and beat your ass if you do anything that threatens Big Papa's ability to get out any any later than he has to. Amen. Amen. Anyway. I also just want to point out that Putty has also been very sad and has been anxiously licking all the time to the point where his little paw is a little bit infected. But you don't care about that at all. You just care about Big Papa. You don't care about little puds. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. He's not Big Papa and he will never be Big Papa. (laughs) It's okay. No, I I, um, sympathize with all of the dogs who are trapped with their horrible owners. (laughs) Okay, so now you're just attacking me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next up, let's FaceTime and cry. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right. Well, I haven't had any actual human interaction in quite some time. But in the absence of actually getting to meet one another face to face, everybody has been resorting to video calling. Your FaceTimes, your Zooms, your your Google videos. I don't know all of the terms for them. Uh, your blue jeans, your WebEx. I, it will come as absolutely no surprise to anybody to know that I am not a fan of video calling um, or really any phone calls for that matter. So I figured we'd use this deep dive since everybody has been, been video chatting, since video chatting is so cool now, to get into it. What is your stance on video calling? 
I've just been doing it so much for meetings and and then also with friends that I find it exhausting. Yeah, it's one of those things now that it's like you can't escape it. Yeah. And the one horrible thing about phone calls in quarantine is that you have no good excuse to end it. No. You have to. You can't be like, oh. Oh, I got. I have something I, I have to go do <laughs> because everybody knows you have nothing to do. <sighs> Be like, I what? Oh, I have to go take a fat shit. <laughs> Sorry, let's hang up. I'll have to keep that for my next call. Yeah, I suggest it. Free excuse. You can play. Record my voice and play that. Anyway, so this is why uh, video calling is the absolute fucking worst. First, nobody looks good on a video call. I don't care who you are. Nobody looks good on a video call. The Zoom cameras, the fucking computer cameras, my phone camera. I don't know what this technology is doing, but everybody looks bad. It doesn't matter what angle you're you're positioning your phone at. We all look like a mess on a video call. Also, there, I don't know if you know this, but Zoom has an option to like make yourself look better, but that option just like blurs your face. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like all I want, I, you know what? This should be a filter in video conferencing to just pixelate your face. And it's like, sorry, I didn't sign a release. I'm just going to be one of the blurry guys in the background. I need that. Yeah. I would like soap opera lighting. Yeah. I want to be lit and framed like a 80-year-old soap opera actress who has been around for so long that she is able to demand in her contract that they blur the shit off her face. That you cannot see any line in her face clearly because the lighting is so soft and aggressive. On the flip side of that, I would also go for anonymous person in a documentary series where it's just a silhouette. <laughs> And maybe a voice changer, too. Uh, I would love that. Yeah. Or there's just like a small nightlight in the background (laughs) plugged in. (laughs) And you're just a blob. Also, this is... uh, I feel like everybody has this problem with their parents. Whenever I FaceTime with my parents, my mother especially has no idea how to frame herself in a FaceTime I don't know. I Literally the other day I was like, have you pointed a camera before? <laughs> have you used a camera? I don't understand why this is confusing. Do you see that dot? That's the camera. <laughs> my favorite was during our uh, Zoom Passover Seder. My aunt, <laughs> my aunt kept putting the phone to her ear when she wasn't talking. So we would get this insane angle that was like looking up at her chin and ear. <laughs> it was so upsetting. <laughs> But I love her. Yeah. My mom is always like, oh, I look so bad. And I'm like, well, why are you holding the <laughs> camera like You can like do that? something about this. Next. If you video call without a prior warning of at least 10 minutes, you're a terrorist. You're outright spreading terror and undermining society. 10 minutes is being generous. I want a warning. If you Basically what I'm saying is if you video call out of the blue, you're insane. I need to consider wardrobe, lighting, hair, makeup, stage props, cinematography, all in the span of, of seconds? When, when I see that you're FaceTiming me? No, you should be scheduling a video call far enough in advance that I have enough time to cancel it. There's also some video messaging services where it'll show your video before you even answer. 
Yeah, FaceTime yeah. does that, and I hate it's it. like, I this is non-consensual. I get that. You know, it's showing you a preview of what you'll look like if you answer, but I never want a preview of what I'm looking <laughs> like. I don't want to see. That's why I just need to disable FaceTime altogether. I don't even want the option of you being able to video call me. I think it is truly like video calling someone with no prior warning is truly insane and sociopathic behavior. Someone tried to video video uh, chat me out of the blue. And I was literally lying in the dark in my bed. (laughs) And the other thing I hate about FaceTime is that you can't, it doesn't just go away after like a few, a few rings. You like have to ignore it. You have to deny them. Right. You either have to like sit there and wait for them to give up or you have to actively deny them, which usually because I'm trying to like separate from my phone a little bit, I don't often have it um, near me. Or if I do, it's on do not disturb mode, which blocks calls. It just like automatically puts calls to voicemail. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm saying there's way there's means of escape. Next, all phone calls of any kind should be illegal, in my opinion. I know that's very millennial of me, uh, and everybody is is desperate for connection right now. But talking on the phone when texting is right there is torture, okay? This is what the Geneva Conventions was for. I'm pretty sure that's what they that's what they said in the wherever, Norway. Where's Geneva? It's in Switzerland. <laughs> good, good enough. Close enough. I don't need this is why we we trust the Swiss people up for their cheese and, and their knives. We should trust them on not making phone calls to me. And their meatballs. I thought that was Sweden. Yeah, Swiss. We're talking about Switzerland. Okay, well, close enough. I got like three out of four. (laughs) Swiss and Swedish are basically the same. It's also like calling people from the Netherlands Dutch. Why are you doing this on purpose to confuse me? It's like, uh, okay, I am not smart enough to be able to keep track of all of this. Do you know how long ago I took a geography class? Like seventh grade. Do you know that I thought that the entire... This is truly my stupidest moment in my whole life that I thought that America was a thousand miles across because of the song Hey There Delilah. <laughs> okay, I was with you until you referenced Hey There Delilah. <laughs> it was in high school. It was like a thousand miles. At, at some point in that song, it said, wait. What's it, what's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away. And I was like, oh, he must be in L.A. <laughs> That's where all singer-songwriters are. <laughs> so, therefore, sure. America is a thousand miles long. And that's it. I mean, I, I don't think I truly knew how wide America was until, like, recently. I don't know. You don't, Like, how the fuck am I supposed to know how wide it is? I don't I I don't even know the square footage of my own apartment. How am I supposed to understand the geography of an entire nation? No. I, and frankly, I shouldn't have to. <laughs> it's not my job. I have I have other people for that. That's why I have assistants. That's why I have lawyers. That's why I that's why I have people who come to my house and wax my chest. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> Next. 
Also, everybody jokes about like, oh, I you can totally not wear pants on a video call. But it's like, um, I still have to wear a shirt <laughs> and underwear. Because, sure, it may be only from the chest up or belly button up. But now, oh, now I have to be so careful about camera placement if I'm going to Winnie the Pooh it and only have a shirt and nothing on underneath. Because one stray webcam movement and suddenly I'm a cam girl. <laughs> so, yeah. Everybody who's like, oh, but you don't have to wear pants. No, it's not that easy. A lot more thought has to go into it because I don't want anybody to accidentally see my Jimmy Jangles just because I accidentally angle the camera too far down. Also, my fingers, they're freaking butterfingers. I drop my phone all the time. You don't know what's going to happen. You just slip right out of your hand. Yeah, to be constantly vigilant. And you, you don't have to do that on a regular phone call. Mm-mm. I could be dick out. Right now, I could be dick out. Oh. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm in my underwear right now, but... <laughs> Next. Uh, you also have to... Yeah, you, you have to worry about what's in the background before you accept or before you make a f- video call. And it's like, suddenly... I have, to, I have to make sure my collection of uh, vintage Victorian sex dolls are all in their cages and hidden in a closet before before accepting a FaceTime. I don't I don't have that kind of space. Honestly, I just want to FaceTime with those sex dolls now. That sounds great. <laughs> They're probably livelier than I am right now. <laughs> I did have a meeting where Alex was feeling really sick. And so he was lying on the couch like absolutely still. And Putty was lying with him. And Alex was under blankets and had a hood on and you you kind of couldn't really see him, but you could see Putty. And then like a half hour into this meeting, Alex moved and someone on my video call freaked out because they thought that it the, that no one was on the couch. And then all of a sudden there was just this like creature coming out. Uh, it was pretty great. That would alarm me. It was alarming. Yeah. For the most part, I mean, the, the good thing about being a, a comedian is that people have a very low expectation of my um, living situation. <laughs> <laughs> I think people just assume that I live in like a garbage can. So whenever I'm on a video call, I enjoy being like, oh, actually, my apartment is is rather tasteful. Okay, Well, those people clearly don't know you at all because they would know about home <laughs> polish and your beautiful images on the Internet. OK, so those people cut them out of your life. True, true. But I do have the way that my computer desk is situated is if I take a video call from my desk, you can see my bookshelves in the background. And I have a lot of like, but oh, yes, I, I have supplied some of the butts. <laughs> yeah. Um, you gave me a very nice like glass a stained glass um, but you can you can find right. those at pizza donkey on on instagram he's he's a friend he's a stained glass artist maker anyway it is a very joyful um thing to look at i also have a butt planter uh that is in the background i also have um framed images of harry styles <laughs> you sure do <laughs> that I maintain, I think it would be incredibly weird if I just framed them myself. Right, yes. Um, sure, but I'm honoring uh, the hotel I stayed at in Boston who left them for me in my room. Mm-hmm. It would be disgraceful if I threw them away. So right. um, I do have a couple of them on my bookshelves. And whenever I take a video call, I, like, I'm so used to what's on my bookshelves, but I always forget that they're there if I'm on like a, a professional mm-hmm. call. But... It's like, you know, what did you expect? This is you, okay? People just need to accept you for who you are. Yeah. 
Uh, this is a civil rights issue okay. now. If you if you don't accept me for what's in the background of my video calls, take it up with the ACLU. Get glad on the phone. Also, I'm just too easily distracted by what's in everybody else's backgrounds. If there's an, a single animal that catches my eye, guess what? This call is exclusively about that now. <laughs> We can't talk about anything else until I have a full um, a full report on who that dog is and whether I can pet that dog. <laughs> and finally, let's just face it. I know this sucks to hear, but video calls are no replacement for good old-fashioned human interaction, okay? Stop trying. Stop trying to replace human interaction with video calls. Sure, it, maybe it's a temporary band-aid to our problem right now but when this gets back to normal let's just stop with all of this video conferencing bullshit okay no either we meet in person or you never see me ever then that is that that is the last i will hear about video calls ever especially because the only people that i actually want a video call are my nephew who's three years old and dogs and neither of those creatures want to video chat and neither of them understand it so what's even the point Right. Just take like a, a, a video of them doing their thing and send it to me later and I'll watch it my in my own time. Anyway, I've had enough of video calls. I'm sick of it. I can't wait for all this shit to be over so I can see people in person and not have to do uh, all of the shit that video calls involve. One day we'll get there. And that's it for this week's Deep Dive. Next we got Savannah DeZarmo in our studio. Yes, actually, in the studio, because we recorded this back in February. Right after this break. My guest complainer today is comedian, actress, Savannah DeZarmo. I, I said it right, right? You did. Okay, perfect. You're actually the first person in recorded <laughs> history. <laughs> I, was, I was practicing and it totally defeats the purpose for me to be like, is it right? No, you did <laughs> it. You I did the you constant did, approval. You did the work and it shows. Good, good. I have people on, on comedy shows all the time that will verify with me right before I go on stage and then, oh, yeah. and then mess it <laughs> up on stage. It happens to me all the time too. So that's I, why I'm extra sensitive. Dare I say it? Bellasai? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always tell them, I was like, listen, if you panic in the moment, just say D. <laughs> just give right. me that initial. Right, right. Uh, no, I've had people say like just a completely different name <laughs> where I'm like, okay, well, that's not even me. What are, I don't even what are the go-tos? Like, what are the normal mistakes? The, the weirdest one is adding like an like extra letters that aren't there, yeah. like an R, like Belisari. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> that's just not it. A beautiful name, though. <laughs> sure. Whoever, yeah. all the Belisaris out there. But you are a, a comedian here in New York. You yes. host a, a live show named Ghost Town yes. that is in our web series. Yes. Um, so we'll talk about all of that. Thank you for coming. First, we like to ask everybody, what is one thing you hate that mm -hmm. everybody else loves? Okay. It's a fad right now, the Instagram filter, and it doesn't even have a name, but the one with the spinny things do you know oh, what i mean yeah like, yeah yeah it's something floating on someone's forehead and it tells you which disney villain they are <laughs> right or which like decade they are or based which, on like, absolutely which nothing. geometrical shape they are <laughs> and i spend i spend a toxic amount of time on instagram same yeah, yeah and in those seven thousand hours in one day that i spent on instagram i can't even be bothered to look at someone discover no, what i don't think i've ever waited to see what anybody's results have been i don't care do you have a uh, a maximum number of 
frames in an Insta story that you will tolerate? For myself or for someone else? Both. Because I, I go off sometimes. <laughs> I go okay, off. Well, but let's, it's... let's practice what we preach. No, <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> um, no, like I recently celebrated a birthday and, uh-huh. and, and so I like, Congrats. I was, re- thank you, I made it. Um, I was reposting people's birthday. Right. Oh, yes. That is the thing. That That's is the thing. thing. Or like if I have like a show and people come to the show, I'll repost things. So it ends up right, being right. like a bunch of things. Right. I'm very popular right. is what I'm trying to communicate. Um, <laughs> it's, not, it's not even about like what is in them. Just It's just about how small you can get the little things <laughs> yeah. at the bottom <laughs> to be like, actually, I got so many got birthday messages. so methods. many yeah. birthday messages. So many people love me to death. But in general, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I flipped through probably three to four. Maybe more if Before I really like them. The yeah. Yeah. So you're not like a completist. I'm like a, you have to get to the end of it? Yeah, yeah. That's how I am. No, I'm really a fan of just swiping that left and, and going forward. I, w- I went full dad on a trip recently and everybody in the Airbnb was making fun of me because I had my iPad Pro <laughs> and I pulled up Instagram on it and was like going through <laughs> On like a plasma screen HD <laughs> um, television. But you basically. can get through them much quicker on an iPad because you can use two finger. I'm doing this like kind of, um, a, a, <laughs> I don't really know what to call it. A, 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 a finger flutter. <laughs> Where and and keep going. You what do you do with that finger flutter? It just makes the story frames go go by faster. Oh, and this is literally like how phones were designed to keep you addicted. To yes. like, so you see that little like pink circle around someone's picture, and you know there's a new story, and you like have to. Yes. your brain needs it's order. It's literally poison. It's insane. It's insane <laughs> that I, I drink yeah. poison every day. I'm the hamster at the little. Oh thing, my god, give it to me. Make spout. me feel bad every single day. I sign up for it. <laughs> Uh, have you done any of the Insta, the the flippy no. things? No, no, I never will. And that's and that's the thing that's almost more frustrating is the people who are like ironic about it and making fun of it. And I'm like, you're kind of still, <laughs> you're kind of still doing it. <laughs> that is the problem with literally everything on the internet. It's yeah. like, oh, this awful thing that yeah. I only know about because you're talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It almost it reminds me of those old quizzes that people would take of like which character on Gossip Girl are right, you? And I'm right. Like, I don't think people need to know this result. Absolutely not. No, I used to work at BuzzFeed, and and therefore um, I wrote a handful of those quizzes oh, myself. Okay. Sorry to completely <laughs> trigger you. <laughs> um, I'm that so is sorry. The, that is the accurate word. I didn't uh, know that that would have also been your. Jo- Did everyone have to write quizzes? Basically, are, well, is BuzzFeed going to come for us for? Talking about them? I don't give it. I, literally on the way here, I was on YouTube and uh, I, there was a thing that popped up and I was like, oh, I haven't really looked at BuzzFeed in a while. And the BuzzFeed video was, uh, we play Never Have I Ever with a mob boss. And I was like, what the fuck is happening <laughs> on this place? And the, the the thumbnail was, have you ever killed someone? I do wonder if they're all okay. <laughs> I just want them to be okay. Absolutely not. They okay, are great. Absolutely not. Yeah. I haven't worked there now in several years. So okay, great. there there were many iterations of the like quiz boom in the very early days. Yeah. It they was, kind of invented the format in a lot of ways. It was pretty basic. And yeah. then it became like choose what lunch meat is your favorite and we'll yeah. tell you like which <laughs> that, if you're yeah, going which to friend's die character early. will yeah. like <laughs> smother you in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, salami and feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there. Uh, it's just insane that people loved them so much because, like, you love talking about. I like everybody loves talking about themselves, and so like this is a different way for you to be like, "Hey, here's this thing that here's I am," even thing. though it is entirely random because it was idiots like me being like, <laughs> "If you click this picture of a pig, you'll get." You know, there was yeah. one. I think I mentioned in another I- interview where. Uh, 
I wrote one that actually performed very well that was like, what should Congrats. you major in in college? Oh. And I genuinely worried that people like actually based a real world decision on something. It was like, pick your favorite color. I kind of want to know. <laughs> I want to know if anyone like just went off that because that would make, I would I would have loved that when I was 17. Be like, what should I do? Yeah. And, and I chose acting, which was a complete waste <laughs> of my time. <laughs> Well, I do want to talk about your your life, but also yes, if there I are any, there and, are any and on this subject, can we talk about me finally? <laughs> there are any other complaints? I didn't want to. Uh... Oh, I mean, I have so many, but uh, I don't know how much time we have. We have plenty of time. Okay, if any of this is uh, boring, please, you know, <laughs> cut it out. Um, houseplants. Oh, okay. Which is a very popular thing to be like a plant mom or plant dad or yeah. plant gender nonconforming person, right? Um. I have killed every single plant I've ever brought into my home. And so I resent <laughs> for people who care so much about it. But also like the fact that the people that have like 17,000 uh, plants in their home, the fact that each plant has a different criteria for taking right. care of it, where you have to like cut off the leaves and then like turn the pot uh, 90 degrees to get closer to the Or you have yeah. to, some take no water, some take a spritz right, one, right. once a day. I can't, I can't. No, me neither. Yeah, I have one I have one plant in my home right now. By plant enthusiasts, I was instructed to get this plant. Uh-huh. Because you don't have to water it. And it's not a succulent, it's something else. A snake plant? Yes. It's like the tall the tall. Well, it's one. not tall. Right. They those leaves go from like rock hard to like absolutely flaccid. Okay, here's the thing. Oh, okay, so it can change. Um, mine mine when are it ties. Mine yeah. are all erect right now. Yeah. But I sometimes look at it and I'm like, did I buy a fake plant? Because <laughs> yeah, I yeah. haven't watered watered it since I got it. I th- I'm th- right now this is like I th- I'm like oh I'm going to go home and maybe water it, but I won't. I'm going to go home and forget I ever even th- had that thought. I had one that I did water regularly and obviously it was like, well fuck you and like, it died. It's almost and- like a cat. It was like don't pet me too much. <laughs> <laughs> Except yeah, this this particular plant is like if you even look at me, I'll fucking die. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. House plants definitely a good one. Yes. Anymore? Um, no, no pressure. I just no, I no, just no. I literally sure. can keep going. Um, <laughs> controversial opinion: weed. Oh, okay. A lot of people love it, and right. it just is not my thing. Uh, have you been like, I'll never do it, or I'll never try no, it? No. So or? I no, I've tried it, and and I'm not like I'll never do it again. Um, I think every six months I forget that it it just doesn't work with my brain or body or yeah. spirit. And so I do a little bit or like a little gummy or something. And then I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm trapped. <laughs> yeah. Trapped in this. Right. Um, and then I have to remind myself that I, I'm good not doing it. Yeah. But I think like in college, I was very excited to experiment around with it. And then it was terrible every single time. And one day I decided that I didn't have to do it. Yeah. And it was very freeing. But then the the people who are enthusiasts about it are like, no, you just haven't found your right strain, you know. And that I still don't get. The amount of experimentation I would have to do to discover the one strain that works for me that I may or may not be able to keep getting. Yeah. In order to get to the sweet spot, you have to like put yourself through too much agony. Absolutely. Yeah. And for me, it like it's I feel like it stays in my body for days, days and days and days. I have noticed lately that, yes, when I smoke or like eat an edible or something, it's like the next day I just like feel like I can't do anything. Can't do anything. No. I mean, now I'm growing to feel that way about alcohol as well. Like, it's, yeah, I'm same as I grow older, <laughs> older and older. Well, to get into um, the topic of ghosting yes. and dating. Yeah. 
Well, let's just start with, yes. with you. Where did the idea of Ghost Town come from? Let's connect the, the trauma dots. The trauma dots. Yeah. So I did get ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's shocked at home. Right. Yeah. I, well, it was more like a combo of like, I was getting ghosted and then like me and all my friends were talking about like people ghost and people get ghosted. Right. And I think it was always such a funny story. Uh, and tra- and sad and, and tragic, but <laughs> yeah. hilarious. I mean, it's hilarious to me that people will be like dating in any capacity and like just disappear off the face of the earth and think that that's okay. I mean, and just kind of think that it, that's normal. Yeah. Um, and I've never thought it was normal. I but I'm also like very psycho and will be very blunt and honest with someone when I'm exiting the situation i sent them a long text message (laughs) a a senior thesis (laughs) dissertation about the reasons in which i need to expel myself Uh uh, from them and from the relationship so are you a a, it's not me it's you person or are you like (laughs) actually it's you (laughs) Hmm. no i mean i don't think i've ever said it's you and these are the reasons but i definitely i try to be honest i'm like it's usually i'm just like not prioritizing my love life but you know if they were the love of my life i would kind of prioritize them (laughs) right or i'll say like just the chemistry's not there and i don't think i can justify going on another date with you because we have our lives to live right i was just yeah were you ghosted recently i i was actually very it was very prophetic to um have had you coming on the pod it was like like literally the day that we were emailing about it or producers were i i was like in the throes of it to the point where i probably talked about it enough that like listeners are probably sick of me but sure you this is the context that we are in now so i want to hear clearly i have to yeah yeah it's one of those things i was debating with a friend recently about what you actually consider to be ghosting. Yes. So in the live show and in the series, in the series, it's just the interview portion where I chat with somebody cool Mm -hmm. about a time they were ghosted or ghosted someone else. And then for my live show, it's a stand-up show where it's all stand-up and then one of the comedians gets pulled up with me and I talk to them about um, a recent thing with ghosting. And then we go through text messages of fans of the show Uh where the last interaction they had was someone that ended in a ghost. Right. So over the past year that I've been doing the show, a lot of different iterations of uh, versions of ghosting have come up. Right. Um, and I think there's two crucial ways. One is like the the obvious, the all of a sudden they're dead to the world. Right. You never know where they go. Right. And then the other one is uh, what we call the evaporation method, mm-hmm. which is when they slowly kind of text you less and right. you're supposed to get the picture. Right, right. The and taper. then And then there's like the bold-faced lie. Where they're like, well, I'm busy. Yeah. And that, to me, is ghosting. Right. I think anytime someone's just, like, not being upfront and honest, it kind of is. <laughs> I am very on board with all of those definitions. Yeah. I, I was, like, I felt the need to defend myself in this, like, debate with my friend who was, I was I was talking with this friend, a yeah. straight a man. So, okay. like, already your opinion doesn't matter as much as everybody else's. Absolutely not. Uh, but he was, like, yeah, I was seeing this girl for, like, a couple of months. We were seeing each other, like, every single day. And then it was, like, from 100 to zero overnight. Yes. And he was like, that to me is ghosting, where it's like, it feels like the rug has been pulled out from under you. You have absolutely no explanation. Yes. Because I I was like, okay, well, I went on three dates with someone and then I got ghosted. And he was like, no, that's not getting ghosted. You're the expert. I think I think as a scientific <laughs> expert. In yeah. This, I mean, look, his was maybe more sudden and, and a, vi- a violent ghost. Right. Right. Um, 
But after you've seen someone for three dates, you know that they're a real person. Right. And maybe you should just let them know that you're not interested. So can I ask with this, (laughs) with your personal. (laughs) Yes, please. uh, You went on this third date and Uh it went to you well. Yeah. And then it was just like he didn't reach out or you didn't reach out or what exactly happened? Okay, yeah. The last interaction was... Yeah, we went on a third date. I thought it went well. Sure. Um, he he was also the, like where the date would end and like he would go home and text me like that night yes. to be like I had a great time, mm-hmm. which to me is always like a great sign. Yes. You know, I think I love that. I think standard is usually like next day you yes. say like I had a great time. Mm-hmm. If it's that night, it's like okay, you really had a great time. Yes. So that was that, and then I was trying to set up like a another date. I suggested going to this movie, and he was like, oh, I, I do want to go, but I told some friends I would come uh, out with them. Let me double check. I can't go. In my mind, that's sort of like the moment where you... Suggest a different right, option. Right, right. Absolutely. He never did. <laughs> then we didn't text for a few days. Mm. And then I followed up again, and he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, no, you're, to- like, you're totally fine. There was enough moments where I was kind of like totally giving him an out yeah. to be like, tell me you hate me. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me. <laughs> like, I want it, actually. Honestly, I would welcome it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, well, let me know when you're free. And I didn't hear from him after that. And then I got drunk and texted him and was like, sure. you are the worst texter. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously he didn't reply to that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he unfollowed me on Instagram. <laughs> oh, my God. That's but it still so... follows me on Twitter, which I hate. Why? Because, like, you don't get to enjoy my wonderful my tweets. My wit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I get that. Yeah. I, I, I... I would classify that as a ghost, but I think I think I'm also a little more cuckoo than, than other people. But I um, I also identify. As but cuckoo, I just think so like yeah. you know what I mean when and to take it away from this recent trauma of yours, you know when you're dating someone and then like all of a sudden the texts are getting from both parties. It's like you're texting each other less than you initially were. Right. To me, it's like we both know what's happening here. Why don't we just say it? Right. And, and be like, thank you for your time and. Yeah. Thank you for spending like like thank you for carving out time out of your schedule for me and goodbye. <laughs> like that would make my life a lot easier. Yeah. I think but I what... also think I'm a uh, masochist or sadist <laughs> or something. Like I I think I live for honest convo and even yeah. if it's like painful. <laughs> I think what trips me up is that like I'm all for a taper off. It's it's when it's like a, a roller coaster almost of like mm-hmm. okay you taper off but then suddenly you're like there and then suddenly you're not and it's like okay maybe yeah. I should just well and then people take like the L and people move will on. kind of like gaslight you and say that they're bad texters and I just think no right <laughs> like if you were actually into it you'd be a good texter yeah yeah, yeah. you'd be suddenly very good at the craft <laughs> yeah so you are always like I would rather someone just say. I hate you (laughs) or I'm not into it or this is not working. Uh, You know, and I say that and I can't think of a time that it's ever happened to me. (laughs) And this isn't me saying, this isn't me saying like I, no, it's like I get ghosted instead. So no one gives me the, but there have been times where like we're clearly both losing interest at the same time and I initiate the convo and then they're kind of like, yeah, you know, this is going to be going on and that's why I'm, you know. Right, right. But, um... No, yeah, I, but I would, I would. It stings in the initial moment, uh huh, and then you're you move on because it's right. like there's literally five billion people, right? 
and I need to date them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many more to get through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then you are also the one where if you're not into it and you can tell they are, mm-hmm. that you would rather send a like. Yes. I mean, it's also a very like. You don't perpetrate the ghost. Perpetrate. You like, don't oh, initiate no, I, the ghost. No, 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 no. I, I did recently. It was like two weeks went by before I, I sent them that text where I was like, hey, just want you to know. Because we were like. Every, it was turning into like every four days we would text and like we were just missing each other with making plans. And uh-huh. then eventually I was like, okay, we need to like cut the shit. Right. And like, thank, and thank you and goodbye. Um, See, I never understand. And this is maybe like a missed signals thing. Yeah. But it's like, I've, I never understand actually going through the effort of even feigning planning a date <laughs> if it's not going to happen. Totally. People love doing that. Yeah. Like well, if yeah, you're like not maybe, into like it, Like that guy that was like, yeah. oh, let me find out for my friends. He literally sat there not asking <laughs> his friends at all. <laughs> absolutely yeah it's like why even pretend like you could literally just be like oh i'm going out with my friends yeah i mean i think it's also for me like uh, you know within the current uh heterosexual female male dynamic it's a lot of like guys who are the ones initiating with me so i like spare them right (laughs) and also like i respond to texts right away and Uh. so as soon as they're texting me a lot and i don't want to respond to them i'm like i get anxious because it's like there's notifications on my phone and i don't even want to talk to them so let me just let them know that i'm not interested right because I do feel like I need to respond. Right, right. That's when the uh, when the uh, uh, addictive nature of the phone works to your advantage in yes, the long run. Yes, yes, yes. It's like that little red uh, one, two, right, three. Right, right. But I the just... fake out, the fake out is very funny. I mean, I I remember um, one of the ghosting situations that inspired this whole empire I've created. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that right. Um, it had to have been bad enough that you were like, you know what? I need to make an entire show about this. <laughs> it's so I'm I have a disease. Um, <laughs> this guy, we we went on a date and it went on paper fine. Like it was like, yeah, we went to dinner. We went to a show. We went to uh, drinks afterwards. Yeah. He came over to my place afterwards. We like kind of just listened to music we didn't sleep together like we slept in the same bed it was like just like the most wholesome nice date uh-huh and then afterwards he like texted me like the day after like you were saying and then eventually it was like i stopped hearing from him a week later i was like hey how are you which is never if it's a week <laughs> give yeah. up if they don't text you in a week you they you're forgotten right uh and he was like oh my god hi um how have you been uh just so you know I went home. I have to get this surgery. It involves a lot of like pre-op and like post-op. And I just don't want you thinking that I can be going on dates until I feel well. Right. I was like, oh, my God. Literally, I went on one date with him. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Thank you for the brute. Thank you for the honesty. Um, No worries. <laughs> but ju- like if you just don't if you're ghosting me right now, just tell me. Right. And he was like, ha ha ha. Can you imagine? Can't hang out. Have to get a surgery. And I said, I can't imagine it. Are you doing it? And he was like, no, no, I'd very much like to hang out with you again. Uh huh. Famous last words because he did, in fact, never reach out to me ever again. <laughs> and then I was like, I mean, is he alive? Did he survive the surgery? So this is what was crazy is I found out through a trusted source. One of my friends worked with his roommate at the time and mentioned the surgery. And his roommate was like, what surgery? Oh, no. And I was, so- <laughs> I was aghast. I was aghast. And then a year later, a coworker of his came into where I work. Somehow she found out that we knew each other. And she was like, how do you know? bleep and i was like oh we went on a date and then we stopped seeing each other and then she said oh were you dating him around the time that he broke his penis oh god and i said what (laughs) (laughs) 
and then I found out that he had actually had a surgery and it was on his penis. But at the end of the day, he eventually did get well and did not reach out to me. So I think it was like, right, I'm right. sure he was like, thank God I have this surgery that I can use as an excuse <laughs> to not hang. And yeah. we, now, I mean, we see each other around and then we actually like ended up rematching on Hinge. And I was like, hey, we should actually just grab a drink to catch up. Right. And it was like so platonic and 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 nice uh and weird <laughs> but now we're like friends that is fascinating to me that you would even entertain the idea of rematching oh yeah i love to the rejection yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like oh this is a guarantee i love i love now. like not knowing because it was it was like unsaid it was like will we hook up again or, or right or is right. this just kind of are we friends now yeah one of us wanted one and one of us wanted the other. <laughs> and that's okay. We don't have time for it. We usually do a segment called Elaborate, um, where I ask you to elaborate on a tweet that you say that you've hated something. Let's, let's do one. Okay, great. Uh, if you can pull off a tight, slicked back ponytail, <laughs> fuck you, honestly. <laughs> okay, yes. Uh, what, what I'm supposed to just agree with my uh, tweet? Because yeah. I well, do agree. This, this I is think... a particular slight against uh, people who can pull off slick so back I, ponytails. I, in the last, I recently went to a bob, but for most of my young life, I've been a long-haired young woman. Uh-huh. And it just looks so colonial um <laughs> looks so bad we're and like when i see people with like a slick like a tight slick yeah the power a, pony a power pony and i put it on and and it highlights my face in a way that does not right work. it's like you're moving the hair out of your eyes so that you can churn butter easier it, exactly exactly i it does and it or like i look like i'm like a member of a cult or like so, it, it's really <laughs> it's so unflattering and then i get mad at people that that can pull it off yeah that's fair I agree with with the sentiment. So it's not that I hate slick back ponies. It's that I hate them on me and I hate anyone who looks better than me. I think that's completely yeah. fair. <laughs> uh, on that note, where can people find you and your work? Uh, me and my work are all online. Yes. Uh, at Savannah, D-E-S-O, which is the first four letters of my last name that people don't know how to pronounce. Right, so right. So Savannah Deso on Twitter, on Instagram, and then they can come to my live shows. Yeah. Oh, and uh, at Ghost Town Comedy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Good luck out there. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier, starting with the TV we've been watching this week. Barry, what you been watching? I have been watching the new HBO series that's by Vicki Jones and executive produced by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. It's called Run. Have you seen it yet? I haven't, but I heard it's good. Yeah, it's really fun. Well, first, I just want to say that Vicki Jones, uh, she directed the original Fleabag play and like her and Phoebe Waller-Bridge have their theater production together. And she's also who Boo is based off of in Fleabag. And they look a lot alike. <laughs> um, she's not in the show, but if you look up photos, you're like, oh, that's clearly that um, person. But um, but run, the idea is that that these two people who dated in college made a pact 15 years ago that if they ever texted each other the words run, they would leave everything and go meet. And so that's the beginning premise. And it's like, I don't know where this is going to go, but the actors, their chemistry is so good. Um, and I've only watched one episode so far. I need to watch a second, but it's on HBO and I'm really enjoying it so far. And eventually Phoebe will be in it. She's a she's a recurring character, although that's not the only reason I'm watching it, but it certainly helps. Yeah. Dom Hong Gleason. And oh, Merit yeah. Weaver. Oh, yeah. 
They're so good. They're so good. What are you watching this week? I'm still watching the same shit, <laughs> The Good Wife. I've truly watched an upsetting amount of The Good Wife. I am almost done with season four, which means I've seen 84 episodes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they're like hour-long drama oh episodes. <laughs> I guess it's been over the past, like, two weeks. Uh-huh. But still, <laughs> a, a, a truly insane amount of television. <laughs> but I'm earning my law degree, so that that does count. Um, yeah. I, I've seen all of The Good Wife before, and I the one thing I haven't watched, which I'm, I'm saving up for, is The Good Fight, which is... It's like a spinoff, sequel. right? Yeah, spinoff, that's the word, of uh, The Good Wife. And I I want to watch that, but I I was like, let me watch all of the Good Wife first. So I I've seen all of the Good Wife a long time ago, and I forgot how many like amazing guest stars there are, including people who have been on the pod. Anna Gasteyer is in it. Oh my god! Um. So anyway, I'm still watching that. Still watching uh the Kids Baking Championship. <laughs> um. All the classics. What is your non TV chaser? My non-TV chaser is something that I do while watching TV, which is that I recently bought ice cream and I was like, man, ice cream really makes things better. Um, So very pleased about that. And also, uh, I was having a bad day and then I put on a very dumb song and fully danced for like two minutes and I felt so much better. It just like complete silly dancing, but I just like went all out and it, it made me so much happier. And so I was like, you know what? That's a chaser. I want to be doing that more. Just just little dance breaks. Yeah, I always forget how much better like music, like a good song that I like makes me feel when I'm like uh, yeah. unmotivated. I just like put it on and just like, I mean, I'm sure I looked to my neighbors like I was having an entire seizure, like full body convulsion. But um, I was dancing and it was fun and it like made my body move around in a way that I haven't been able to move. So, yeah. What about you? What's your chaser? My chaser is uh, another podcast that I've been listening to. I feel like I need a disclaimer every time I mention another comedy podcast, which is that you're only allowed to go listen to it after you've listened right, to right, All right. of Unhappy Hour. So please take note of that. But um, there's a podcast that I love called Ask Rana. Do you know of it? No. Um, it's with... Well, she is a character called Rana Glickman. She used to be a part of a podcast called Rana and Beverly. Oh, I've heard of that, but I never actually listened. Yeah. Um, the character is this 50-something, like, I think Jewish woman um, who's been married, like, five times, has a very great, like, Long Island accent. If that's even where, I don't know. I don't know the difference between I think New York right. accents. But um, she has an advice podcast now called Ask Rana, um, co-hosted with Brian Safi, who we've had on the pod um, oh. from Throwing Shade, who I love. Yeah. And I've been listening. I just it's one of those, you know, longer comedy podcasts that is nice to have on while I'm doing other stuff. And that makes me laugh. It's also dystopian to go back through a podcast catalog in the midst of all of this. I'm sure people who have started listening to Unhappy Hour from now and and worked backwards (laughs) have uh, have (laughs) maybe experienced the same thing where you get to older episodes and it's like, oh, this is when it started. (laughs) This is when everybody (laughs) still had some hope. 
Um, but yeah, it's been fun to listen to just a, a fun, a lighthearted podcast with people that I, I like and who make me laugh. Love yeah. It. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Bellasai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hans Dale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellasai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. What you want? Baby, I got it. What you need? You know I got it. (laughs) Do you know the song? No. (laughs) I like vaguely remember it. It's from, it's... <laughs> I know where it's, it's... I just, like, I haven't heard it in 20 years. Oh. Yeah, it goes zoom, zoom, zoom. Make a heart go boom, boom. My supernova girl. <laughs>